Hello there, once again, welcome back to Panhandle Padres, where the sun is hot and that old clock is moving slow. Kind of. <laughs> I'm Father Michael. I'm Father Luke. It's great to be back with you again. So here we go. We're on another episode. This past week, uh, we had some really cool things happening at the parish. Uh, one of those was starting the preschool, uh, this preschool semester off, and we did a whole blessing of each of the classrooms, and I know the teachers were very grateful. They're like, bless the two-year-old room, please make sure you get the three-year-old room, bless this and that. So uh, we were able to bless the whole preschool. And their playground. And the playground. So it was, it was a really good, um, I think it's been blessed before, but we've had some recent like remodeling and different things happening at the preschool. So uh, we got everything blessed. Yeah, and I think we actually are hoping to have like an open house one day, like after mass so people can see what does it even look like over there? Sometimes it's a big mystery, but, um, but you know what that means? We blessed the preschool for the new school year. It means the summer is over. You know, school, I'm sure you all know well, if you have kids, that they've gone back to school now. So we at the church, at the parish, we're about to get back going too. Um, so I, I've been wondering this question, you know, ever since COVID and, you know, kind of slowed down a little bit and Florida remained open, um, 30A and our whole town and our parish has been just busy all this, this whole, it feels like this whole time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've been wondering now, like now that school's back and, you know, will we see a little decrease in the, in the vacationers and tourists? So that's a question still to be I guess we'll see. answered later on. So I, I hope um, just so we can get a little bit of break from all the visitors and the traffic and things that it does die down. But we love all of our vacationers. If y'all watch us, then no offense to you. We love when you come down. But it is nice to have um, some, some small time, small town, local time as well. So as we enter into this upcoming semester, I know I've been hitting the books. Um, I just like to read anyway. But um, one very, of the things that I've found is in my own ministry, um, I've noticed like when, anytime I try to put together a Bible study or a, you know, a 200-person retreat, whether it's small or big, um, I encounter some obstacles, and I always thought those were like human-related, like people got sick or, you know, random things would happen. Someone would get in, you know, a car wreck or something, some key volunteer. And I started realizing that every time I tried to bring other people closer to God or to the faith, um, it would get interrupted or interfered with. And so it really has helped me kind of understand um, more about the enemy, that we actually have an enemy, that the devil's real, and he doesn't want um, God's children to get close to the Father. I mean, that was the original temptation, uh, to separate Eve from the Father. Um, so I just think about that. And um, so my ears perked up when uh, Bishop Bill recently recommended to the priest um, a book um, called Exorcism by Father Vincent, Vincent Lampert, and um, I ended up getting it um, this past week and was reading it, and um, it's great. Um, so I'm just going to leave it here so y'all can kind of see the title. And um, what I like about it is exorcism in the church is oftentimes like sensationalized. Um, you know, Hollywood, there, there's kind of like this interest in, in the devil and things like that. But Father Vincent, what he does, he's, a, he's an exorcist um, in one of the dioceses up in the Northeast, and he doesn't sensationalize it. Like he focuses on Christ and his victory. So this whole book really made me more and more fascinated with Jesus and his healing ministry. Um, so I think it was very, very positive for me. Um, so I'd recommend it. Um, and he talks about something, I think you'd find this interesting. He talks about two things, the extraordinary, um, the extraordinary 
activity of the devil as well as the ordinary. So the extraordinary activity of the devil would be something like a possession, um, where you would see somebody who has superhuman strength, um, knowledge of secret things, um, that they would be able to speak languages that they would never have known before. Just imagine like a country person from Alabama speaking like Arabic all of a sudden, or like some Ugaritic, like ancient language. Um, and then the final thing is the aversion uh, to sacred things, um, the repulsion um, to the holy. So uh, these are like the four marks and the extraordinary activity of the devil. Yeah. But the ordinary activity of the devil would be things like those small little things um, throughout your day. Um, he, he actually indicates that some entertainment, you know, that will bring us very, very like quietly and slowly, but away Subtly. from God. Yeah. yeah, away from God. And that would be kind of more the ordinary activity of the devil, which is more underground, more unseen, um, but so true. So and it, and it affects more people, I think, you know, but that other stuff is, you know, does happen, you know, it's, you know, it's not a secret. Father Kevin, our former pastor, um, rest, God rest his soul, um, was the exorcist for our diocese. And so normally it's pretty low key. No, nobody really knows who it is. But um, so I lived with him and definitely got to see some things I had never seen before, hear stories that happen. But he would tell you over and over again, you know, confession, way more mm. powerful than an exorcism, um, the forgiveness of our sins. You know, that's everything. That's mercy. That's God's love for us. It's Jesus's love. The sacrifice was to free us from these things. So one of the, the coolest things, and I'll, you know, end here, he says that because the fallen angels were imperfected, um, they weren't able to achieve the, their, their perfection by choosing God, um, that those that have chosen God, the good angels, um, that even our guardian angels, because there's, a, there's an actual hierarchy of angels, that even our guardian angels are stronger than the devil because they have given themselves completely to the omniscient, omni, omni, omnipresent God, um, so that even our guardian, so that that's given me a lot of hope that even with one Hail Mary, like that makes us disgusting to the devil. Um, so that's, I think, the victory um, whenever we're experiencing temptation or darkness or evil um, to pray. And that's like shining a light into darkness. There's no way darkness can fight back Absolutely. against the light. So it's really cool stuff. Um, so I'd recommend this book um, by Father Vincent Lampert. Cool. Looking forward to reading it myself. So today's gospel uh, is, we're filming on uh, Wednesday, and it says where two or three are gathered, in my, there I am in their midst. Um, there I am in the midst of them, where two or three are gathered in my name. So um, I know that you were able to live in community this past week. You saw some of your friends from, um, from college. Um, so I guess the question uh, for today is, where two or three are gathered in my name, like how have you found community um, to be a part of your own faith journey? Like how has community helped you um, experience your faith in a deeper way or even come closer to God. Yeah, I mean, it was community that was the, what led me to Christ. You know, it be, it became my reality was was our faith because of a communal life. So I would just, by God's grace and some family members that loved me and cared for me, you know, I, I was I entered college into this situation of community already. But then my, my second year of college is when we really intentionally tried to form a house of, of young men that wanted to focus and make community life, you know, what we were all about and, and what we did. We to live together, to pray together, to eat together, <laughs> to have fun together, but also to be leaders in our our campus ministry there together too. We all kind of led different things um, as part of that college ministry life. But um, yeah, so this past you know weekend, um, the those same five men that I lived with in college were all still super close, very best friends. Um, and this is from back in. 
2007, 2008. So we've been, you know, very close best friends for over 10 years now. Is that over 10 years already? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah we're getting old. <laughs> um, it's pretty awesome and amazing. And now they're all, you know, four of them are married with kids now. And then two of us became priests, you know, so that mm. I think that already reflects, you know, the, the power and the strength that community, community living can do. Um, so, yeah, when we just we were there for each other to lift each other up, to to call each other to, you know, holiness, to um, when we were struggling in sin or whatever it was, you know, temptation, we were there to talk about it together. We even went on retreats together and um, as a household to, to really work on those things and to be more open with one another with our own struggles. And, you know, that's what, you know, like what Jesus is saying in the gospel, you know, that's what he's calling the Christian communities to do, you know, to... Uh, and St. Paul mentions it constantly throughout his letters, you know, when he's reaching out to those, you know, small first churches, he's, he's saying that y'all need to do this for one another. And, um, you know, he's there to help and to guide and to lead. And that's kind of what me and Father Luke get to do now as, as your priests here, as your pastors. Um, we get to try to walk with y'all and, and strengthen you in your attempts to, to live and practice community life. So what I loved about the top, that topic today was that, you know, we're about to start a new you know, year, and we know it's kind of based off the school year, but, you know, summertime, it kind of shuts down a little bit at most parishes, and now we're about to start our program again with the youth, with adult formation, with RCA is going to go into full gear now, um, all these different things. So all these opportunities, so obviously our vocations is the first form of community, so it would be ideal for all priests at, at a parish to live in community and to do this, you know, to every day be working on our, our life of virtue, our life of prayer, you know, all these things that were, it's part of our, practicing our faith. But then you who've entered family life, hopefully, you know, most of you that watch this, you know, that's what the family should look like. You know, how are you calling your spouse to holiness and calling them, protecting their time for prayer alone? Um, you know, those are things that I got to do in college that, that set my life, you know, on a track uh, that I, to know Christ and to live like Christ and to walk with Christ. And so, and then as, as spouses, you know, how are you calling your kids to holiness and to virtue? You know, it's all just an awesome way that God intended for, you know, us to live, and especially in, in light of the gospel and the ways that Jesus taught us himself as he gathered a community around him and then sent them off to go form other communities. It's just an awesome thing. So as you join or, or discern and pray, you know, do I want to get more involved at the parish this year? Um, with all these different things we have offered, you know, you can volunteer with the youth yeah. and be there. You can join the Bible studies or whatever other things you notice when we start announcing it. You know, do I want to join the prison ministry or St. Vincent de Paul or um, you know, anything that's calling on your heart you know, to do and to give of yourself? You know, that becomes another little community for you to strengthen one another you know, in that ministry. Um, even like from lectors at Mass and from extraordinary ministers of communion, um, all these different roles, you know, those form these little groups that you push each other on um, in, in life and in love and forgiveness and you know, all that stuff. So it's a really great... Um, you know, structure that we have here at our disposal that um, oftentimes, too often, you know, goes to waste. So hopefully me and Father Luke can continue being an example of that. Y'all don't get to see what we are like at the house when we're fighting and punching each other and wrestling. We don't, we don't do this because that would be, it would be over very fast. We did wrestle in college. I will say this. He submitted me within like 10, he did high school wrestling. So, but I've never beat Father Michael in wrestling. I've tried. I've, I've tried. He even so. attacked me with another person one time. Something I would say about community, though, is even this, this isn't like an additional thing uh, or like an addendum to Christianity that if we're made in the, this is what really convicted me in seminary. Our professor, Father Ferdy, said, if we're made in the image and likeness of God, meaning the image, meaning the rationality of God, we're rational creatures, but the likeness that 
we ourselves are relational at core. Like we come from a father and a mother and we form this community, this atomic community that is then, you know, we are, we are made for community. So it's something that's even encoded and written inside of us. Um, so it's not something that's just like, you know, an additional me and Jesus, my personal relationship with the Savior is like the most important thing. Actually, you know, our relationship with God and the church, uh, with the community of believers, um, and with the Lord, it's something that that is so essential and important um, in our life of faith. So, um, so looking up, uh, looking back um, at our last episode, we did have a great you know time to talk about anointing of the sick, and we know that there's been a rise with COVID cases, um, and really just to encourage you to check out that that previous episode and just as a reminder don't wait um, if you're hospitalized or if you're on the brink of a of again in danger of death um, old age and surgery these are the places that these are the things that qualify you for the anointing of the sick um, get those sooner than later please don't wait till your loved one goes unconscious um, to call the priest um, the prayers and graces um, are really to take you through your illness, through this battle of, with, with sickness, um, to help you and to encourage you um, and to pray for healing. So please call us um, if you are in the hospital currently um, or if you know somebody that is, um, have their family call us here at the office and we would be happy to bring that sacrament and make that available to you um, for your healing. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're looking forward to this this fall, new fall, um, twenty twenty one, taking us into Advent um, very soon. And I'm sure it'll be right around the corner. We'll be at Advent already, but um, hopefully, lots of good episodes coming ahead. So, thanks for watching today. We look forward to the next one. Remember always uh, to like, subscribe, notify, and um, please share um, with anybody that you think might be interested. Especially our local church here. You know, you know, we're that's this is what that's for. So, if you think they would enjoy watching us, um, send them send them our way. Um, but great to be with you again, and we'll see you next time. God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.